so many of us are afraid to share our testimony. Especially in the workplace. The ridicule, what, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? But there's one thing that I know, that praising God, spending time with Him and close to Him, you know, you'll talk about what you think about and what you do. And we can go spend some time together, a few minutes probably, and we'll end up in a conversation about things that interest us. And the same thing happens at work, whether it's at the lunch table or the coffee pot or wherever that's at. And so, but often we think that we can't do it. And we're right. We can't on our own. But there's two things that we can do that will change that. One is praise God, read his word. It empowers us. And the second one, and I'm sure there's more, but the second main one is pray. It is absolutely the most powerful thing given to man in the universe is to be able to pray. And uh, I just wanted to share something with you quickly. It will take very short time. If you've been around me, you've heard this before. But I felt like God would have us to share it tonight. If you have your Bibles, turn to John, the sixth chapter, and the 44th verse. I've got six different verses I want to share. You know what? There was a time um, when God really drew me. I, I had a, it was, it was a time in life that... Uh, um, I was working night shift. I was at home alone uh, a lot during the day, and God drew me into a, a, a real time of prayer. And during that time, I began to wonder, you know, we pray, we all pray, so, some not very much, and some kind of scared to actually be that intimate and talk with God and then listen for Him to talk back. And I began to wonder, what happens when I pray? What happens to my prayer? All the things that I will share with you I had heard, I had just never put all of them together. And I want to share with you quickly how important I believe that prayer is. Um, the great thing about prayer and that allows me in is it doesn't take any talent. There, prayer is a no-talent deal. All you've got to do is surrender and talk to God. You don't have to be eloquent. In fact, God doesn't really hear our words. He reads our heart, and he knows where it's coming from. And so in uh, uh, John chapter 6 and the 44th verse, as I begin to think about what happens when I pray, it says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on that last day. In other words, we as human beings are not even capable of thinking of God unless he draws us and allows us to. You let that sink in. Go back and read this, think about it later. You aren't even capable on your own of thinking of God, much less drawing near to him, praying, anything, unless he allows it and draws us. 
In Romans 8, in the 26th verse, then we get on our knees and begin to pray. It says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So we finally humble ourselves and begin to pray. But the Bible tells us right here that we don't even have sense enough to pray as we should. But God in His mercy hears our prayers while we're on our knees and the Holy Spirit takes our prayers to the throne and interprets them as they should be if we surrender to Him. Once again, not so important what comes out of our mouth as to what's in our heart, what we're praying. What's in the heart will come out of the mouth. But understand that God's not listening to our mouth. He hears our heart. He hears us. In Romans 8 and the 34th verse, just a few verses over, it says, Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. So now we've humbled ourselves, gone to prayer, the Holy Spirit, which is the breath of God, we'll talk about that in just a moment. If you look it up, the definition is the breath of God, the very life of God is interceding for us. Not only that, Jesus Christ, our Savior who died for us, is standing at the right hand of the Father interceding as those prayers are brought into the throne room and brought to, into heaven. To think that Jesus, of the problems that were talked about, uh, the things going on in our lives, Jesus is standing at the right hand of the Father and he sees the world in front of him and he sees each and every one of us and he's interceding. God, do you see that one? I died for that one. I sent someone to talk to that person. I sent someone. Lord, give them the strength. Give them the power. They've been praying. They've, they're, they're in our will. God, Jesus is interceding at the right hand of the Father at all times for us. You think about the Spirit taking our prayers, Jesus interceding, that's a no-lose situation. You can't lose. If we trust God, it doesn't matter what happens. You can't lose that way. Continue on. Uh, Revelations 8 and 4 says, And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So I told you that the Holy Spirit helps us to pray as we don't even know how. Jesus is interceding. When the Holy Spirit helps us, he takes and puts those prayers in golden bowls in front of God. And there's where our prayers are. I find that amazing. Wonder what happens to your prayers? They're in golden bowls before God. In uh, chapter 8, and the fourth verse says, And the smoke of the incense, it's talking about the prayers in the bowls, the smoke 
of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. So these bowls on an altar in front of God, the smoke rises, okay? Remember the Spirit is the breath of God. He's breathing our prayers in, constantly in, out of these bowls that are on the altar in front of him. You just wonder what's going on in heaven, holy, holy, holy all the time, and then prayers are coming in. Or are they? Are you praying? Are there, are there prayers? Here's the answer, and here's what's going to happen to each and every one of those prayers. This is what God's going to do. The very next verse, eight, uh, chapter 8, verse 5, Revelation says, Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it on the earth. And there were peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Every last prayer that a Christian prays goes into those bowls and it will be answered. Essentially, the earth will be judged with those prayers. The answer is on the way, folks. If you've prayed, don't quit praying. Continue putting those prayers in those bowls. But the important thing is to trust and to believe that God hears and answers our prayers. He, the timing will not necessarily make sense, will it? It won't make sense every time. But if we trust God and we know that he's in control, the right thing will happen. You spend the kind of time in prayer that most Christians could, it will be life-changing for you and for others.